Well, you know what I think. I'm a Christian. I'm not going to deny that. I do want everyone to feel comfortable. That's why I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Please do not go religious. Somebody's going to hell over there. He better not. Even the devil will speak the truth for, for his own purposes. This is war. Accept it. Back to Jerusalem podcast. Yeah, I'm back and I'm armed with righteousness. With your host, Eugene Bach. He just seems like he's got it all figured out. He's a righteous dude. Yep. Hello and welcome to another Back to Jerusalem podcast. I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, and I'm coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of India, where Brother Yun has just wrapped up his very first visit to India. It has been a long time coming. He's wanted to come here for a while. It hasn't worked out mainly because he has been traveling on refugee papers, but man, the response was phenomenal. Now, we we did not advertise it. We did not make it um, into – and actually, I'm doing this podcast at the end of his tour so that um, we would not raise a lot of awareness within the country. We didn't really know what the reception would be like or what the situation would be like, so we did not want to – um, make it widely known that he was in India except among our friends. So we have an office here, uh, in India. I say an office, but it's, it's a partner that we've been working for with for a while and we work out of his, his church. And we have been doing aquaponics and agriculture for several years here in India. And in fact, if we are to look at the entire world stage and everywhere we have done agricultural projects outside of China. India is probably the most successful place, and it mainly has to do with the team that we have here in India. One of my very good friends who runs our projects has been doing the aquaponics now for, I want to say, eight years, ten years, something like that. And he's taking it all around the, the, the nation of India. He's trained pastors and ministers and missionaries and evangelists throughout all of India and showed them how to grow their own food um, and also become financially stable by selling some of the food in which they grow. And if you're not familiar with our aquaponics project, it is a, a type of um, farming that we do that does not require fertile soil. You can grow it in gravel. In fact, the whole system is based on growing food in a bed of gravel. So you don't have to worry about having fertile soil. Many of the places that we work do not have fertile soil, so they don't have great uh, farming communities. Um, a lot of places that we work ha are in dry, arid, desert regions. So this works perfect. A lot of cities that we work in are just these major, uh, majorly pro populated metropolitans where the people live so close together and they live in this concrete jungle and so they have no way of growing their own food. But with aquaponics, with only a little small space like a balcony or even on the top of a building, you can grow an entire aquaponics farm, which is um, any 
vegetable that does not have that does not like you, you can't use it with roots. So for instance, um, you're not growing, you can't grow potatoes or carrots or beets or anything that is a root vegetable. But vegetables that grow on vines are perfect. So things like tomatoes and and different kinds of um, uh, salads and lettuces. So those those we can actually grow very very well in aquaponics, and that's only one part of it. The other part is that. We have um, fish that we put into a cistern, and the the the, the fish um, their waste goes into the water. The water is then drained into the gravel beds where the vegetables are, and then the gravel filters the water, and the water comes back to the fish. It's this this whole great system that is sustainable and recyclable, and it's and it's been really working well in India. Um, the other thing that's been working really well in India has been the Dove project. So working on Dove in India outside of China, I would say India has been one of the most um, exciting places to watch the um, carrying out of the Dove project. You know, if you're not familiar with the Dove project, it is a Sunday school training program that was made by the Chinese for the Chinese to be used in China. Um, made by the Underground House Church for the Underground House Church, and we've been using it for years. It was actually one of the first projects that I worked on when I first moved to China almost 20 years ago. And so when I came to China and uh, started working on this Dove project, I had no clue that it would grow outside of China and be in high demand in other countries around the world, such as uh, – I mean we've been using it a lot in Norway and Finland – Ethiopia, Cambodia, Vietnam, and India has been one of the places that has really taken hold of the Dove training program for their children. We had this amazing meeting uh, last week where we had Sunday school teacher trainers from around India that came together, and their teacher was a 14-year-old. And a 12, there was a 12 year old and a 14 year old that were doing um, the instruction for this Sunday school training program. And that has been really exciting for me. And because of the, the, the mystery, the, the, uh, the influence, the, the diverse culture of India, I think that there's something that is naturally there for the Chinese to be interested in. So a lot of the Chinese that I work with, many of them that have visions to leave out of China and go and serve in another country, many of them have a vision for India. And that's what brought Brother Yun here. Brother Yun has been for a long time asking um, if it's possible for him to come. We tried to arrange for him to come to India, I want to say four or five years ago. However, the timing was not right. Uh, he was still traveling on refugee papers at the time, and India denied his visa. But now that he's no longer traveling on refugee papers and has a passport, he was able to apply for a visa, visit visa here to India. And he came and he spoke at several meetings. The meetings were um, – they, the, the, the meetings were held in facilities that we thought would be big enough to hold the people that would know about the Brother Yun meetings because we didn't share about these meetings with many individuals. But the people that turned out, the, the, the places were packed. I mean we're talking about several thousand Indians coming out to hear Brother Yun over the, the course of the, uh, the, the few days that he was here speaking. 
And it has been something very special to see him connect. We got some great pictures. We're going to try to put them up on the the website of him uh, driving in a rickshaw, uh, which is classic for India. And um, and he, so he was he was speaking. And one of the things that really hit me is that I have because I've worked with different organizations in, in in India, but my exposure in India has been limited. So I will grant you that it has been limited. So what I'm about to say has been from my exposure, which is limited. So this does not mean that this is all ministry in India. It just means that it's been according to the ministries that I've been exposed to. So I've worked with some ministries here in India. I've been working in India for more than 10 years and uh, traveling back and forth. I want to say 15. It could be as many as 15 years not often to India, but you know, several times, uh, usually maybe once or twice a year, I'm, I'm coming here working with our partners, partners that we now have. But the Western ministries that I have been exposed to, which are few, that have worked here in India, I have found that when they hold a seminar, a meeting, a tour, a speaking engagement, and there's some of some of the the meetings that I've seen where there's been you know thousands of Indians gathered together in a evangelical meeting, I have seen the budgets on those meetings. And I know for a fact that many of the Western ministries that I have been working with, that I've been exposed to, have paid top dollar to host those meetings. Now, it doesn't mean that they paid actors or something. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the the ministries wanted to get the gospel out into India, and there were Indians that wanted to attend, but they were not able to make it to those meetings because they needed to have housing and food and and those kind of things. So there there were fees that were paid by some of the ministries that I that I'm connected with that were paid to be able to assist those Indians to come to the meetings. And so I've seen this in India and I've seen it in Nepal. And uh, what often happens is that these ministries come and speak in these locations and they end up paying, you know, a, a, a pretty hefty fee um, for them because they're, they're, they got their ministry team that's coming. They have um, the rental of the facility, the payment for the facility. They have the um, the soundboard guys and the light guys and and all of all of the team locally that it takes to arrange those kind of things, which is not cheap. Anybody that's arranged these big kind of evangelical outreaches. So there's those payments, and then there is that assistance that has been given to different churches so that their church members can bring people to those meetings. But because of the hardship of where they live, there's been um, assistance given to them to help for these people to attend the meetings. That did not happen with the Brother Yun meeting. What happened at the Brother Yun meeting is that Indians came from far and wide all over the nation and donated to B2J. We didn't didn't have an offering plate passed around. At one of the meetings, I think um, Uncle Tong told me that they raised uh, pretty close to 2,000 US dollars, which is phenomenal. So we did not pay a penny for the facilities where we met. 
facilities weren't that big. They could they could hold maybe a thousand people, uh, two thousand people. So they they were held in uh, facilities that were already obtained by the local church. And so Brother Yun just wanted to come and connect with the pastor. But the point being that the the trip to India cost us our travel. So for Brother Yun and Uncle Tong, who is the translator, to travel, uh, we paid for that. And we paid for the, the airplane tickets to and from India and then around India as they traveled around India and then the hotel fees. But the food, the meetings, uh, the meeting halls, uh, all of the volunteers, the sound system, the sound equipment, all of that, that was provided by the locals uh, that just wanted to partner together with the Back to Jerusalem Chinese movement. And then – Individuals began to donate. Many of them that didn't have it to donate are coming up and saying, I didn't get an opportunity to give, but I want to give. I want to be a part of this. Uncle Tong told me there were several – I was not at the meetings. I'm in India now, but I'm speaking in areas where Brother Yun would not be able to go. That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of my role as I go to where Brother Yun is not able to. So – um, there are some really powerful believers that I'm going to be meeting with here in India. I can't give a location. Um, people that are working in heavily persecuted areas of India, if Brother Yun were to go there, he would draw a lot of unwanted attention on those believers. So he went mainly in the south where the, the, the Christian population percentage-wise is much, much higher uh, than the areas where I'm going to be going to. So we are not traveling together. I wish I could have been there at those meetings after listening to Uncle Tong, and he was sharing about young people, believers that are um, a, a, you know, a part of the tech movement, a part of the growing wealth that is, that is happening with the economy here in India. These young people who are doing quite well financially and are doing exactly what their parents invested in, which was for their children to go to a good college, get a good job, raise a good family, and be able to provide the things for their children that maybe they necessarily weren't able to provide for them. Well, these young people that have graduated college now have landed those successful jobs, have been coming up to Uncle Tong and Brother Yun saying, I want to be a part of the Back to Jerusalem movement. The Back to Jerusalem movement, especially in a place like here in India, just reminds me that it's not just for the Chinese. And the Back to Jerusalem movement, for those that don't know or have not heard me say it before, the Back to Jerusalem movement is nothing more than the Great Commission. We also often call it the Kung Pao. It's the Great Commission with Kung Pao flavor. So you have the Great Commission that has now come to China, and they call it Back to Jerusalem. But Back to Jerusalem is not for the Chinese only, and it won't stop with the Chinese. I believe it will continue its march westward. If you watch our um, Back to Jerusalem Bible study series called Chasing Revival, I show how the gospel starts with the message of Jesus giving the Great Commission to his disciples in Acts chapter 1. And from there, the main push of revival going westward. It did go eastward as well, but it didn't take root in the same way. And going from Jerusalem to Judea to Asia Minor, Europe, Africa, around to the Americas to today where we're at in Asia. And today in Asia, we've seen amazing 
check this out. If you haven't heard me say it, I want to say it again. Um, 100 years ago, over 90% of the world's Christian body was in Europe and America. Over 90%. 100 years later, 60% of the world's Christian body is actually in Asia and Africa. That's a massive shift. And I believe that that wave is continuing on to complete the Great Commission in the final frontier of missions between China and Jerusalem, which includes India. So the Back to Jerusalem vision is like this wave that doesn't stop in China but will continue rippling on where other nations will rise up and also start sending out missionaries. We believe one of those nations to be India. Which makes me extremely excited about being here and extremely excited about Brother Yun being able to come and share with the people here in India about what God is doing in China and with high hopes for his plans in India. I want to thank you so much for joining us for another Back to Jerusalem podcast. Again, I'm Eugene Bach, your host for this time, coming to you live on delay from somewhere within the borders of India. God bless.